Refresh. Happy Monday, guys. Welcome back to Refresh Podcast. And I just want to start by saying Happy New Year, my dear viewers. Man, I haven't broadcast since last year. (laughs) Um, I know that joke has probably been overused. Um, It's time for another Refresh Podcast. Before we jump into part two of the Refurbished Temple, I just want to stop and tell you guys how grateful I am for all of the feedback and every person that has listened to the first episode of the refurbished temple, all the feedback I've gotten has been incredible. Um, I just want to let you guys also know that we've been picked up by several new platforms. You can now find refreshed podcast on Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, beaker. uh, I'm sorry, breaker, excuse me, (laughs) breaker, pocket cast, Podbean, radio public and stitcher. And of course, refreshed, podcast is home on anchor so um it's time for another fresh podcast if you're driving to work today this message is for you if you're sipping on a nice cup of joe today maybe you're cooking dinner because you're listening to this on tuesday uh because you know you're a procrastinator but no worry um this is for the mother with the screaming children this episode is for you so today i want to talk to you guys about let's kind of recap real quick In our last episode, we talked about step one being that if we want to change to occur, it's got to be something we want. And I just feel like often times as believers, we want a better life, but without the work and dedication it takes to commit to it. I mean, maybe you missed that episode. I highly encourage you to go listen to that one first before you listen to this one. I wouldn't want to spoil the season um, for you. I wouldn't want to spoil this series for you guys. Uh, anymore. So if you have not listened to episode one, then go do that now. But for those of you that are caught up, let's continue into today's episode. <clears throat> In our remodeling season, we're going to talk about ripping up the floors and repa- replacing your foundation. So whenever I was a small child, we moved into this rent house located next to a power plant here in Houma, Louisiana. And um, my parents immediately decided that the nasty colored carpet that filled that house's floor just had to go. And they started ripping up the carpet and made preparations to plan floor tile in its place, you know, to put it down. Um, Wouldn't it have been much easier to keep the carpet and just don't look down? Absolutely, you know, but this preparation that goes into that, you know, process, you don't just wake up and say, you know what, I think I want to rip all this carpet up and put floor tile down. You got to begin to think about it. You got to begin to think about how in the world am I going to rip this carpet up? How in the world am I going to remove this carpet? You know, because I know for me personally, I wouldn't know where to even start, you know, to begin with. Um, So you got to plan it out. You can't just jump into it. And so how in the world does that apply to what we're talking about today? I'm glad you asked, my dear friends. Oftentimes, you know, we tend to treat our spiritual walk the same exact way. See, there's a key reason it's called a spiritual walk. And we'll touch that in just a brief moment. But before we do that, what is the importance of a floor? Like, let's sit and just think about that. What is, why, why, why do we need floors? Why is a floor so important? Well, it's simple. The floor is the foundation. And without the foundation, walls just couldn't stand. You couldn't have furniture. 
There's a reason my parents started with the floors first. They didn't walk into the house and say, man, this house needs furniture. Man, this house has bedrooms without beds, you know, man, this, you know, it, it needs appliances. It needs different, you know, they didn't just start, you know, loading all this stuff in because then they would have to work around that stuff. No, they, they played it smart and they started with the floors first because the floors are important. It's also ironic that we tend not to think about the floor that much. I mean, we wake up in the morning and the first thing on our mind isn't, man, you know, the floor isn't there anymore. Or, you know, the floor is lava. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, it's not any of those things. Um, it, it's awesome because, you know, it takes a lot of faith to believe that the floor is still there. You know, this floor ain't going anywhere. If we, if we done its job, you know, there's some houses, some, some buildings that the floor, it, the boards are just rotten and nasty. And, you know, it's just terrible, you know, that you got to replace it. You know, and sometimes that we treat our temple the same way. We don't keep up with it. You know, the the floorboards, you know, start to get creaky and start to get nasty and dry rotted and they start to break. And, you know, we got to come to a place where we have to fix it, you know. And so we immediately walk and head to the shower or the coffee pot, you know, without thinking that the floor is there. We just get up and walk. Now let's jump over to the holy text messages and see what it says about the importance of this foundation. In Ephesians 2.20, it says, Having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone. Also in 1 Corinthians 3.11, it says, For no man can lay a foundation other than the one which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. You know, Jesus came to this world, we, we talked about in a previous podcast, that he came into this world to put flesh on, to become a man, to die in our place. And Jesus came to be that foundation. You know, he came to be that person that we can depend on. You know, because in this life, guys, there's going to be people that's going to let us down. There's going to be people that's going to hurt us. People are going to hurt our feelings. We're going to be offended. It's going to happen. It can't be avoided. You know, sometimes even myself, I say the wrong things to someone, I hurt their feelings. You know, that doesn't mean that I'm perfect. And just because I'm a man of God, and just because I have this righteous standard that I hold myself up to, I still make mistakes and fall short. And I need God's grace to keep going on. But Jesus is the foundation. Jesus is the floor. See, this is why this is called a spiritual walk. Because our feet have to be planted on the firm foundation of our Savior. Our feet are sensitive. I want you to take your feet right now. If you're driving, please don't do this. But if you're parked, if you're listening to this at home, I want you to take your feet for a moment. And I'm taking my feet too right now. And I want you to just kind of squeeze in different areas of your feet. You'll notice that some areas are, are a little more squishy than others. You know, you get to the you get to your heel and it's a little more tough. You know, it, it's not as soft as the, the middle of your feet. You know, your feet are sensitive and they're also important. Did you know that there's parts of your feet that that are linked to your entire body? You know, I, I saw this on a chart and it blew my mind that, you know, there, there's nerves in your feet that you can feel in all the different parts of your body when you're getting your feet massaged. And it's incredibly crazy. Um, in Ephesians 6, it talks about the army of God. And did you know that there's a piece of the armor called the shoes of peace? I mean, suddenly I got someone's attention whenever I mentioned shoes, you know, that woman that has a huge shoe collection. She's like, oh, shoes, there's shoes involved. I love this podcast now. But yeah, that's absolutely right. You know, it's called the shoes of peace, which is also part of one of Jesus's names. 
which is the Prince of Peace. Jesus is peace. Peace is a fruit of the Spirit, and it is in God. That is one of God's attributes. So, you know, the second step in refurbished temple is ripping up the floors of our flesh and laying down new floor tile of Jesus. It's saying no to ourselves and saying yes to Jesus. You know, it's coming to a place to where we start ripping up. We start changing our lives, you know. And like we talked about last time, you got to want change first. And then you got to start implementing that change. You got to start disciplining yourself to make that change. And I love this message so much because it's an on-time word. You know, it's a message that is around the beginning of the year. And we know that during the beginning of the year, we tend to make these resolutions that that only last, you know, till February or March. You know, we're going to get in good health or we're going to save money. And, you know, we're going to do these different things. But does it mean that we didn't mean it? Absolutely not. We meant it in the moment. But the reason it didn't last is because there was no foundation. You know, if we build a house without foundation, it's not going to last, you know, just like the, the three little pigs, you know, the two of the pigs rushed through building their house because there's other things they wanted to do. You know, I built my house out of hay. I built my house out of sticks. And I feel like we do that in our, in our walk with God that like, we try to rush through this relationship with God, you know, that we get saved and we become baby Christians and we begin to compare ourselves to these people who have been saved in, in longer spans of their life than us. You know, we begin to compare ourselves to people like Billy Graham and, and Robert Mundu and, you know, these different mighty men of God. And we say, you know what? My life doesn't measure up to any of those things. You know, my life doesn't even look like theirs. You know, stop comparing yourself to, to what their life looks like and start asking God, what does my life look like? Because God has created you with a purpose and a plan that only you can fulfill. And he wants you to achieve that. He wants you to live in that. He wants you to find a fulfillment in that. Because so many people struggle with their worth. And I see it very, very big in in our women today that they struggle with their self-images and they struggle with the way that they look and they don't stop and appreciate the beauty and, and the creation that God has made them to be. You know, the enemy has a hold of their identity. And I believe that a lot of the times when we rush through this process with God, you know, it's just like the little pigs, you know, we we build this relationship with God out of hay and out of sticks and expect it to stand. You know, it's just like the parable in in, in the gospels. And I, and I didn't have time to find exactly where that is, but in another podcast, I can definitely address it. But there's a parable that Jesus tells of two different builders, a wise builder and a foolish builder. And the foolish builder builds his house on sand and sand is not a firm foundation. If you've played Minecraft before, um, if there's any young, uh, any any younger viewers listening, and you've played Minecraft. You know, you'll know that if you try to build a house on sand, it doesn't work. You know, your blocks sink in sand, and that's the same thing in your life. If you try to build your life on sexual, you know, attention from a man or a woman, you know, it's gonna sink. If you if you try building your life on drugs and alcohol, it's gonna sink. If you try building your life on on the words of affirmation from other people and opinions from other people and hiding behind this false identities that you create yourself, your your house is going to sink. But Jesus says in the parable that there was a man that was a wise builder. You know, he built his house on a firm foundation 
on, on a firm foundation. And guys, this is what we got to do in our temple. We got to make sure our temple is on a firm foundation. We got to make sure that the floors in our temple are, are solid and secure, you know, that there's no loose boards, no loose nails, that there's no room for the enemy to come in and to mess us up. Guys, I'll be real with you. Last night, I almost fell short to, you know, one of my old struggles. And I've been living clean from those struggles for approximately since about Sunday, so almost about a week, right? And, um, you know, the enemy just kind of came in and was like, hey, you know, you can do this. And I was like, yeah, you know, just because I can, though, it doesn't mean I should. And I believe that that's a place that we all need to come to is that just because I can, it doesn't mean I should. And if we start living our life with that mindset, just imagine the different things that we can accomplish, guys. Um, So I encourage you today to monitor, to examine, and to start ripping up those old floors of your flesh and your old bad habits and start laying down new floor tile at Jesus and start spending time with Jesus. Change the kind of music you listen to and listen to worship. Listen to music that glorifies Jesus. Guys, I only listen to music that has a positive, uplifting message. And it's only Christian and, and Jesus music. But if you listen to something that's outside of those elements, you know, ask yourself, you know, how is this contributing to my relationship with Jesus? You know, monitor the movies that you watch and the vulgarity and the the tainted material in those movies and entertainment and ask yourself, how does this contribute to the refurbishing of my temple? You know, monitor your floors, walk in peace, you know, don't, don't hold that old carpet like my parents' house, you know, in your temple from the past they look disgusting in your temple. You know, they don't belong in your temple. Walk in peace. Walk on a firm foundation. Is that you today? Do you have carpet you need to remove so Jesus can establish a foundation with you? Maybe you have a damaged floor that needs repairing. Our God can refurbish all things and make them new. You know, in fact, in um, in Revelation 21, it says that, you know, God says that. Behold, I'm making all things new. And that's you, my friend. He's making you new. I want to pray for you. Bow your head and close your eyes. Let's pray. Unless you're driving, then keep your eyes open. Father, I just thank you so much for this viewer. God, I thank you for the person's ears that are listening and receiving this word that your spirit placed upon my heart. God, I pray that you would help, Lord, my brother and my sister to be able to remove these old nasty habits from their life, God, in preparation, Lord, in the motion of change. Father, I pray that you would just help them to examine their lives, God, Father, you'd help them to remove those old floors in their temple and to place them with the new firm foundation of Jesus Christ. God, as they begin to spend time with Jesus and focus on you and your goodness, God, I just ask that you would just continue to help them to make the right choices and to have enough strength to make the right choices in obedience, God. Father, I thank you so much for this dear viewer. And Lord, we give you glory and honor and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Guys, thank you so much for joining me today. You're truly great. I appreciate every one of you guys that have listened, that have taken time to listen to part two of the Refurbished Temple. Join me next week as we jump into step three of the Refurbished Temple. I cannot wait to just deliver the word for you guys and to bring you to a whole new place in the next step of refurbishing your temple. This has been the Refresh Podcast with The Muffin Man. And this is where Christ goes before us so we can bring you a refurbished word. Thank you guys so much. I hope you have an amazing rest of your day. I love you guys. Keep Jesus in your hearts. 
and make those wise decisions, guys. Begin to rip up those floors that need to go. They look tacky in your temple. That was for somebody. That's extra. That's free. You're welcome. All right, guys. Have a good day. God bless.